is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre. We're once again recording at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Verderosa. We are. Happy New Year, everybody. Now, now, one thing I'm very proud of. Let's hear it. To announce... Uh, we oh, were told. I, I know where you're going. Yes, <laughs> we were told that, and I'm not making this up, the Russians, <laughs> the Russians, ladies and gentlemen, were trying to hack our podcast. <laughs> I, it, it's like these were the Russians who years ago were trying to get the uh, secret to the atom bomb, uh, find out how to get to the moon before us. Now... They're trying to get the Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. I, I, I don't know whether we can say this, but Gilbert is now receiving daily briefings from is the intelligence really? well, community. Yes. Someone is. <laughs> He's, Trump, Trump is not taking the briefing, so Gilbert has stepped in. Yeah. Uh, apparently, apparently, Putin is a huge Cesar Romero fan. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Well, we got a, we got an email from John Seals, our our uh, our webmaster, explaining that some Russian. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Too early for April Fools. Trying are, to get into the, the uh, these may be the Russians from the Russians are coming. Yes. Yeah. It could be. Well, we have a guest uh, associated with that movie who may be able to answer that for us coming up. How's that for a little teaser? Oh, mm. that's a tease. We won't say who. And so, so America. Might think this podcast is a piece of shit, but I guarantee in Moscow, we're number one. Uh, this this brings me back to all those James Bond discussions we've had. Yes, yes. We'll get back. To, we should do another Bond episode. You know what we should do an episode on is the Twilight Zone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're doing an in-memoriam episode here. Uh, there was such a, a positive response to our last one, 2015. <laughs> if you, it's strange, but people, we... People's <laughs> death if, yeah. did so well the first it's time. One of the funniest shows we've ever done. <laughs> but Earl Hamner Jr., the creator of the Waltons, passed yes. this year. Oh! And he was a Twilight Zone writer and wrote... I was looking up his credits in which Twilight Zone episodes he wrote. One of my favorites, uh, which was called uh, "The Stopover in a Quiet Town." Do you know that one? Was Was this Willoughby? No, this no. one with Barry Nelson and his wife wake up in a strange house and they don't yeah. recognize Barry Nelson, the original James Bond. By the yes, way, yes, yes. They wake up in a strange house and they don't recognize anything, and it turns out to be, and they keep hearing a little girl laughing. You know this oh, one? Oh yes, yes. And it turns out they're in a dollhouse. They're uh, in, a, they're in, a, and and the little girl's hand comes oh, down. Oh yes! And then the, and then Serling comes out at the end and talks about the dangers of drunk driving. <laughs> it's a very, <laughs> it's a very yeah. surreal episode. Well, many many well, people who drive and drink often fancy themselves inside a dollhouse. Well, yeah, they, yes. well, the couple wakes up having been on a bender the uh, night before, and they have no memory right. of it. It's it's a it's a, a very powerful, uh, not uh, anti. Uh, Anti-drinking yeah. and driving. Willoughby, Willoughby is a good one. Willoughby's though. a great Willoughby's episode. Great. Earl you know, Hamner did not You know write what would be one. fun on that would be to look at all the actors who went on to big careers yeah. well, after Twilight. Charles so Bronson. Oh, Robert Redford. Yeah, Robert yeah. Redford. Shatner, of course. Yeah, oh, Shatner. yeah. So many. Yeah, there's oh, a lot. Oh, uh, Ted, Ted Knight. Yeah, Klugman. Ted Knight. Yeah. Jonathan, yeah. Well, Jonathan Winters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So, but this episode is this a, is not the Twilight, not the Twilight Zone. <laughs> episode. Yeah. Although we should get Ann Serling and talk about Great Twilight Zone oh, episodes because she tours and talks about her dad all over the country. This is in memoriam 2016, and we lost a lot, a lot of wonderful people uh, this year. And the thing about this podcast, <laughs> this, somehow or other, you and I have become. You notice this? That is the second that somebody passes, we get a tweet yes. about it, and it's either oh, you guys blew it. You, oh, yes. You lost another one. Yeah, Making me feel personally uh, responsible, making me feel terrible, doubly terrible, about the passing of people like Five-ish Finkel. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. But um, somehow or other, uh, my Facebook page has become a depository for obituaries. <laughs> <laughs> for that's every a, actor. That's a rare distinction. I, my wife, a... yeah, my wife is uh, can't get over it, but... We decided to talk about some of the people we lost, including some people who did this show. Oh, yes. But uh, you, we just lost a giant, a couple of giants. Um, uh, one person you worked with and one person you said you had a story about. Yeah. Well, I guess we can start there, and that's uh, Carrie Fisher and, and Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. And that was surreal, the two of them dying Very. in consecutive days. And you know on both of them, they were preparing obituaries years ago. Probably on both of them. Yeah, well, Carrie had a hard life. Yeah, she lived a she lived a hard life. But and you worked with her on a, on a Comedy Central. Uh, yes, roast. yes, yeah. I was on the Roseanne Bar roast. Yeah, and I was sitting next to her, and we got to talk. But um, Debbie Reynolds years ago at some event came up to me. Really? Uh, yeah, and she said she was a fan. That's nice. Which was she didn't want to do the podcast. No, she turned <laughs> <like her. laughs> Because she's not Russian. Right. <laughs> but had you told me this, that she, that you met her and that she was a fan, I would have pursued her, pursued her a little more oh, aggressively yeah, than I we did. Because I worked with her, too, on the on the old Joy Behar show. Oh, yeah. At HLN, and she was bawdy. Oh, yes. I can't understand her liking your comedy. Yeah. She was edgy. She was She was definitely... Had that sense of humor. That was that was certainly not the image, however. Not at all. Uh, Paul, our yeah. researcher Paul Rayburn is and, here too. We and, should point out, uh, which I still don't know what the fuck he's here <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah. I think I, any of the dead celebrities are I, more important to me well, than Paul. I, I did work very hard to be unprepared. Yes, uh, <laughs> he has Russian blood. He might come in handy. Oh yeah, Debbie, oh, and go ahead. Carrie Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Oh, you were going to say something about Debbie Reynolds? No, just that she was on the Behar show. I was a writer there a couple of years ago, and she came on, and she was talking about Eddie Fisher and, and making fun of his the size of his manhood. Oh, gee. <laughs> I mean, she was... I, I, I was taken with her. How, how uh, She had, a, she had a, a dark sense of humor, a body sense of See, humor. See, had we had she her on the it. show, we yeah. could have talked about... Celebrity dicks. Well, now that now that one's really bugging me. And I got to meet Carrie too. Uh, my my wife yeah. is a fan. I so, oh, so something. I was sitting next to Carrie Fisher mm -hmm. on the Roseanne Bar roast, and Carrie Fisher looked at me at one point and said, "You are exactly my type." <laughs> <laughs> Dara, Dara isn't listening. Is wow. she? And I and I said, "What's your type?" And she goes, "Little cute and funny." Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. So I could have fucked her had she not died. <laughs> oh my God. God finds out who wants to fuck me and kills them. <laughs> uh, 
Probably I, uh, Amy Winehouse wanted to oh, fuck me. God. And Whitney Houston probably wanted to fuck me. <laughs> and Jaja? Oh, yes. <laughs> I see we're starting this on a sentimental note. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we lost uh, two giants in Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher, and that, that, was, that was sad and shocking. Uh, I have a list here. I don't know where to begin. Um, we'll start with we'll start with some other uh, some other luminaries. Uh, let's see. Well, Alan Rickman, uh, the great British actor, uh, died. He was not a, he was not uh, terribly old. Uh, love his work, of course. Die Hard, Robin Hood, a movie called Truly Madly Deeply that I love. That's a, a great, ghost movie. Yeah. I love that yeah. movie. Um, Gene Wilder, we we already talked about yeah. on an, on an earlier show, but that that one was particularly heartbreaking. Um, how about this one? Um, David Huddleston. Does anybody know the name oh, David Huddleston? Yes, yes. He was in uh, whatchamacallit, that one with Jeff Bridges. Well, he was. The big, yeah. He was the title role. He oh, was yes. the big Lebowski. Yeah, he was the big Lebowski. Right. He was also in the, um, the more current, I think the more current producers. Oh, that's As right. He judge. was the judge. Yeah. Well, and speaking of the of Gene Wilder, he was in um, he was in Blazing Saddles. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He's one of those actors that I guarantee. Look up the name, and he's one of those. Oh, that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Now, who can argue with that? Robert. I think we're all indebted to Gabby Johnson for clearly stating what needed to be said. I'm particularly glad that these lovely children are here today to hear that speech. Not only was it authentic frontier gibberish, it expressed a courage little seen in this day and age. What are we made of? Our fathers came across the prairie, fought Indians, fought drought, fought locusts, fought dicks. Remember when Richard Dix came in here and tried to take over this town? Well, we didn't give up then, and by Gum, we're not going to give up now. Rabbit. Rabbit. And he was also, I think he came on, um, uh, uh, what's that one? Oh, I'm forgetting everything where the kid is remembering his past. Uh, 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 oh, Fuck. The kid is remembering his yeah, past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of where it's narrated. A Christmas story? No, no well, it's like the show that was like a Oh, Christ- The Wonder Years. The Wonder Years. Yeah. I think he showed up as the grandfather. That sounds right. Yeah. Well, you guys know David Huddleston. He was Santa Claus in Santa Claus the movie. Yeah. But uh, right. it, it definitely is. Look up the name and you'll go, oh, He was hey. in everything. I remember in The Producers, the new one, the one laugh that it had, because it wasn't a very good- Didn't uh, work. Worked on stage. Yeah. It didn't work very yeah. well as a film. It uh, when Matthew comes back, you can yeah, you can, re- I'll, you can I'll open the interview <laughs> like that. Yeah, you can nail him on that. <laughs> See, I like Matthew Broderick, yes, and I think he's a good actor. But I hate every movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not true. <laughs> no. Um, but Matthew, thank you again for doing this show. Yeah. He did it when he was doing a play. We're in, we're, we're indebted to him. We'll yeah. never forget him. And he that. had a rush here and rush. Right. It was to, matinee day. He yeah. came up between the matinee and the evening. I yeah. don't know how he Yeah. He, between that. two live shows, right. he came here Real and sweet went of him. back. And, um, 
But I still didn't like uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> or the producer's musical. Or the produ- right. In the producer's, the one laugh I remember is when uh, he, uh, Matthew comes, shows up at the courtroom with uh, Uma Thurman. And, uh, and, um, he, and Huddleston, as the judge goes, that woman's your wife? And she goes, he wouldn't have sex with me unless we were married. And Huddleston goes, what a schmuck. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny actor. Yeah. Uh, As long as we're talking about character actors, and we're going to do a little jumping around here because I didn't really put these in any kind of order. Uh, Bernard Fox, we talked about. Dr. Bombay. Oh, my God, yes. From Bewitched. And Titanic and many, many other things. And the thing with him is people were shocked, absolutely shocked, to find he was still living. Oh, yes. All these years. He was one of those guys. <laughs> that guy had to have died years ago. Forgotten but not gone. Yeah, Forgotten but not gone. Everybody else from Bewitched is dead. Right. Everybody, except for the uh, the, the actress who played Tabitha. Uh, William Christopher, we just lost. Uh, oh, Father yeah. Mulcahy. Oh, my God. That's Mash, right. A couple of, he a was couple the of... one who just just made it. Before like the uh, New Year's, hit. yes, he was. I think the last, uh, the the last famous, pro- well, the last prominent death. Because I knew death of there would have to be one more. It was New Year's Eve, and you know what was freaky? Wayne Rogers died last New Year's Eve. Oh wow! Two two actors from Mash. Um, well, he was he was. As I mean, picturing picturing him in Mash, he must have been very young. I mean, he looked like he was barely barely old enough to be a priest. Yeah, you know? he was in a lot of other things. I found in doing a little research. Yeah, yeah, he was, and he, he and he and Jamie Farr played hippies in the classic "When Six You Get Egg Roll." Oh my God! <laughs> With six, you get egg roll. <laughs> uh, let's see, who else did we lose? Here's some other character actors uh, that I know uh, Gilbert will appreciate. Dan Haggerty. Oh, uh, played oh, Grizzly yes, Adams. Yes, on television died. Uh, Ken Howard. You remember Ken Howard? The uh, What was the oh, basketball? The, the, the yes, White yes, Shadow. Yes. The White Shadow. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes, Ken Howard, yeah. is, and all, Curb Your Enthusiasm in recent years, and also a former president of SAG. Um, these are some character actors. Um, here's a name, Janet Waldo. Do you know Janet Waldo? I don't. She was the Waldo. voice of Judy Jetson. Oh, oh wow. Yes. <laughs> And she died at 96. And she was also the voice yeah. of Josie from Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> and Penelope Pitstop from the Wacky Racers. Oh, gee. And if anybody remembers that. And, you know, because nobody that listens to this show, as you pointed out, is under 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as I'm doing character actors, uh, let's see. Uh, here's some names and some people that we've talked about on the show and that you guys will appreciate. Oh, we just talked about the Coen brothers and the Big Lebowski. Here's another actor from the Big Lebowski. Do you know the actor John Polito? Oh, yes, yes. Was he also in, because, I mean, I get him confused with another actor. Was he also in Big Eyes? Uh Oh yes, I yes. think he was in yeah. Big Eyes. He was the the nightclub right. owner, little guy. You know John Polito play in Lebowski. He mm. was the the the, uh, the the private eye that's that's trailing the dude. Oh yeah, always yeah, yeah, yeah. always yeah. like a sneaky guy. Yeah, always very. Yeah. He's in the Rocketeer. And, yeah, uh, one of my favorite character actors, but really shines in a in a movie that's a vehicle for him called Miller's Crossing. Oh, that was that was a Robert well, Altman. Wasn't no, it, it was no, the Coen was... Brothers. Cohen Brothers, Miller's yeah, Crossing. Miller's Crossing. What's the one I'm thinking of? Miller's something. Isn't there an Altman movie in a mining camp? In... Oh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. There you go. Well, that was yeah. a Miller in there. Is that yeah, Miller? yeah, yeah. That's a Beatty, Warren Beatty picture. I told yeah. you I wasn't prepared. He, he was. <laughs> well, 
you prove it every show. Every sh- you don't have to. That's being redundant. I, 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 I'm so proud. Yes, <laughs> we love John Polito. Only 65. Oh uh, my God! Yeah, he was ill. Uh, how about this? Um, yeah, because um, he was always those guys you couldn't trust. Yeah, always. Yeah, Sizen, <laughs> yeah, Sizen, right. a famous Seinfeld episode. Uh, really, uh, just a terrific, versatile actor. Um, somebody who would have been good for this show, actually. Oh my God! Of the Once people. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that going around. Okay, here's somebody. <laughs> here's somebody that was really in our in our demographic. Five-ish Finkel. Oh my God! Yes, we lost Fiveish at the ripe old age of ninety-three, and we yeah. talked about when we had Marilyn Michaels in here. We were talking about the Yiddish theater. Yeah, and Fiveish started in the in the Yiddish theater. He was Philip Finkel. Oh wow! So Fiveish was a, was a, I guess his his uh, maybe a stage name yeah. or a nickname. I I'm glad though that I got to see him live. Where did you see him in? Yeah, it, it was uh, a couple of years ago in New York. He he was performing, and he did like you know one man show where he sings a bunch of old songs and stuff and tells stories. Yeah, did you meet him? Did you, oh did yeah, you chat with him. Yeah. I know he was a, he, uh, he spent some time hanging around the Friars Club. I never got to meet him. Yeah, Tour, he, toured with Fiddler in the sixties and really didn't become famous till till Picket Fences till yeah, the nineties. Yeah, Picket Fences, and then uh, he was in the new Fantasy Island. Was he with with um? Sylvia Sidney. I don't remember him, him in that. And Sylvia Sidney like ran a travel agency. She was another character. Oh, great! Sylvia Sidney. How does how does somebody go from Philip to Five? I don't know. Doesn't usually I don't, work well, the other I don't way want around. To reveal my ignorance <laughs> about the Jewish faith, so I don't know where Fiveish <laughs> came from. Uh, here's some here's some other character actors that I know Gilbert will spark to. Uh, Joe Santos from the Rockford Files. Oh yes, do you remember Joe Santos? Yes. You know him, uh, Paul. Uh, Eighty four. Died at 84, a Brooklyn boy. Yeah. He was in the gang that couldn't shoot straight. Very famous for the Rockford Files, Panic in Needle Park. He was a semi-pro football player, and Al Pacino helped get him into show business. Oh, wow. Which is fun. I, and I think of how great these guys would have been for the show. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah. Oh, it, it's heartbreaking when you hear about it. Yeah, that. but there's still a lot of character actors out there. There's a lot of people for us to get. How about this? Uh, character actors from Brooklyn, Don Calfa. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, from Weekend at Bernie's and Bugsy and Barney Miller and Ten and uh, Foul Play and a movie I just rented called Bank Shot with uh, George C. Scott uh, and Return of the Living Dead with our buddy James Caron. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yeah. And born in, in Brooklyn and raised in my old neighborhood, Ozone Park. Uh, and these are people that, that our our listeners have been suggesting, like, get Don Calfa. Oh, and then yeah, Don right. Calfa dies and I feel like a schmuck. right. But you can't book everybody. I, I still say we could wait on them. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, what do you think? There are more character actors from Brooklyn or from the Bronx? I don't do know, think? but I mean, I'm going through this list, and so many of these guys were born in New York and 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 Brooklyn, yeah, and the Bronx, which is true also of our guests. Right. We've, I can't believe how many guests we've had. I've said this on previous yeah. shows that Tony Orlando and uh, and uh, uh, Marilyn Michaels. Yeah. And, and it's a, a long list of, of people who were born here. But so what was Brooklyn, were these rough neighborhoods that these people came from or or more middle class? Hard to say. Hard to say. I mean, Pantoliano's another guy yeah. who's a, a, who we had here was a local. It just it's, it seems to come up a lot. Here's two guys. Um, 
Here, neither one of these guys was born in New York. Yeah. <laughs> two bumbling sidekicks, two famous bumbling, uh, bumbling sidekicks. Um, Andrew Sachs, do you know the name? S-A-C-H-S. No, that's a department store. Well, our, our, our listeners will know. He, uh, <laughs> he escaped from the Nazis, born in Berlin. Interesting yeah. life. Um, most famous for playing Manuel on Faulty Towers, on the iconic Faulty Towers. Oh. He was John Cleese's foil. On Faulty Towers. Um, and Bert Kwok. Do you know Bert Kwok? No. Bert Kwok was Kato in the Pink Panther film. Oh, Kato! <laughs> Everybody knows Kato. I, I remember one time seeing like some show about the Pink Panther movies where he was speaking and he spoke with an English accent. And I remember it threw me. He totally. was a Brit. Yeah. Born, born in Shanghai. Yeah, it, it could have been dangerous to have him on the podcast because he might have attacked Gilbert midway through. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was born in the UK, but brought up in Shanghai. Um, Interestingly, his family lost their fortune in the Chinese revolution in 1949. And a girlfriend talked him into trying out acting. And he had minor roles in Bond films too. Kato, Bert Kwok. Wow. Yeah. Not to know, Kato. Not to know. <laughs> you can't even do that kind of I comedy you, today. You can't call yeah. him an Oriental idiot. Yeah. And yeah. My little yellow friend. Yeah. And the things that the seller says in those movies. Yeah. You can't say today, and I just said them, of well, course. It's, it's, it's just like when they did the live-action Mr. Magoo yeah. with Leslie Nielsen. They didn't have that Chinese guy. Oh, Charlie. Yeah. They didn't have Charlie. Oh, that no good Misa Magoo. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, our listeners love character actor names, so here's a great one. Richard Libertini. Oh, yes. We lost this year. He was a nutty guy. Yeah. He was in, um, oh, my God. uh, Was he in in, uh, 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 Cuckoo's Nest? Uh, I think you're thinking of Vincent Schiavelli. No, I know Schiavelli. Was really Libertini? Was, I don't think Libertini... so. I don't think so. He's in All of Me, the the, oh, the yeah. Carl Reiner picture. And, and I know he was in, um, well, and the funniest picture, uh, The In-Laws. Well, he steals the show yeah. as the dictator with the senior Wences yeah. fetish in The In-Laws. And if our listeners haven't seen that movie, Run, Don't Walk. Oh, very funny. And the director, picture. we also lost the director this year, too, of that film, Arthur Hiller. Uh, Richard Libertini, we talked about him with Michael McKean. Oh, that's some, right. Uh, all of me is on here. Fletch. Fletch lives. Yeah, he had a big career. Uh, Popeye. He's in Popeye. We talked about him with Paul Dooley, too. Oh, yeah. Because he's in Popeye and Dooley and played Wimpy. they hit upon it in that Andy Kaufman film with um, right. Jim Carrey. That's right. That he was like some faith healer, too. Yes. I think Schiavelli's a network executive in that movie. Oh, I that's right. He's in, that's Man, right. On the, he's in Man on the Moon. Uh, well, Libertini did a lot of Awakenings. He's in everything. And he and he grew up with an, developing an ear for uh, for dialects. He was in, we talked about uh, talked about him with Michael McKean. He was in a comedy group called Stewed Prunes oh. with a guy named McIntyre Dixon. <laughs> and he was an original member of The Mad Show. Oh, my God. On Broadway. He had, wow. In 2002, not that long ago, he had a... Apparently, I don't know if it's a stand-up show or what, called The Fourth Tenor. There you go. After the three tenors. Had a big career, and he was on my list, uh, just like Don Calfa was, and I'm sorry that that we didn't get to him. 
Uh, it's the saddest thing when I have to take the the little flare oh, pen and God. cross the name out on my my giant legal yellow legal Everyone pad. Everyone we've named so far would have been a great. I guess. know we're going to do it next uh, yeah, year too. Yeah, here's a name for you, Mr. Gottfried, fa- a fan of horror films, Angus Scrim. Angus Scrim. Does that mean anything to you? Now I now somewhere Mike wait. McBeardo is listening to this and screaming into his uh, screaming at his <laughs> cell phone or his. Uh, his computer. Angus Scrim was the tall man in Phantasm. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, an interesting guy. Uh, was also a writer editor for the L.A. Herald Examiner. I love to. I love to research these people and find out that they had all these other lives and talents. He he wrote liner notes. He won a Grammy for winning li- for writing liner notes for Sinatra albums. And for Beatle albums. Wow. He's got, there's some other, these are, should be up Gilbert's Alley, I Sell the Dead. There you go. Oh, yeah. 2008, John Dies at the End. Yeah, I know that picture. Pretty good stuff. Angus Scrim. uh, You'll love this, Gil. As a teen movie usher, he memorized all the words, all the dialogue of Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Oh, my God. (laughs) See, for that alone, he could have been on the podcast. Done two hours with him on that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a household name, somebody who was a character actress who worked steadily through the 70s and the 60s and really became famous uh, in the 80s on a show called Remington Steel and then very famous uh, later on um, Everybody Loves Raymond, and that's the late Doris Roberts. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, and and research, she died at 90. And researching her, her acting mentor was Shirley Booth. Oh, which Hazel. I find interesting. And we were just talking about uh, Come Back Little Sheba. With Mario. Yeah. Yeah. She was in The Heartbreak Kid. She was in The Honeymoon Killers. She was in The Taking of Pelham 123. She's got a lengthy IMDb page, and she did a lot of stuff and was best pals with James Coco. Oh. <laughs> which I didn't know. So we lost Doris Roberts. Uh, here are some other people. Uh, how about Robert Vaughn? Oh, yeah, Robert the man Vaughan. from Uncle. Robert that Vaughan. one hurt. And there is another person. Would have been another. <laughs> well, kick ourselves in a different way because we actually asked what him. Up now, is yeah. David McCallum still with David us? David McCallum is with us, and we should get him pronto. David right. McCallum. Well, let's, please. <laughs> please. Stop and smell the roses. <laughs> well, you want to still wait on five-ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We and should and get talk McCallum about David. that. James Bond, Matt Helm period. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Was Man from Uncle. You bet. That was a good one. Boy, those were good and, episodes. And yeah. he was in. I was a teenage caveman. He sure was. Yes. <laughs> what do you What do you got, Frankie? He's been here a bunch. Not as much lately, but we used to do a lot of ADR for his show, the CBS show, NCIS. Oh. He would come in. Never met a nicer guy. Who's that? David McCallum. Oh well, let's get well. Let's get to. Get him in here. Reach out. I'm sure he'd be happy to do it. He's just such a nice guy. And David McCallum. I don't think we've ever had a Brit on this show. David McCallum is in that episode of Outer Limits. Uh, oh, his, indeed he is. And his head keeps getting bigger yes. and bigger as his brain yes. is but, and then How about the other one? Remember the other one where there's a, there's a couple of kids running around a warehouse and they find this one guy and he doesn't know what he's doing there. The place is abandoned. I think it's Robert. It might be. Is it Robert Vaughn? Oh, I it's don't one of the know. classic. We talking outer about outer limits, limits? outer limits, yeah. classic thing. And uh, I shouldn't do the spoiler, I guess. But they, these, the, the, these helps these kids or these people, and you, the, nobody knows who he is, and he doesn't know who he is. And I guess I could, you know, he, he eventually discovers. Well, let's that put, he's been left there. 
to protect the earth. So let's put that one out to our listeners. If yeah. you guys know the, uh, let me see. I bet I can. The, I, the outer this limits. This is a famous outer limits. Okay, spot. Well, you can. Let me see if I can find. But it. he was also the last of the Magnificent Seven. Oh, that's right. Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn was living in Connecticut when we started this show, yeah. and we put our feelers out, and I made this master list. Well, Gil and I sat and sit in his apartment and just make these yeah. lists of names, and Robert Vaughn's name came up early in the process, and we found out he was in Connecticut, and Dara and I chased him, and he, he said, ah, everything I have to say is in my book. Oh. So we were rather disappointed. A bullet. Bridget Ramagan, Towering Inferno. Oh, yeah. And he was a guy who could laugh at himself. Uh, Pootie Tang. He oh, was in yeah. Pootie Tang with, with Louie. <laughs> and Basketball with uh, with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And, and uh, an interesting guy. Born in New York City, another New Yorker. Uh, died at 83. And uh, we're sorry we didn't get Robert Vaughn, but we will chase David McCallum. Oh, yeah. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast, but first, a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Here's another person we asked uh, that was, oddly enough, a fan of yours. Oh. But turned us down. Yes. And that's Florence Henderson. Yes. Florence Henderson. I, I remember I did a Cheerios commercial with her. Mm-hmm. And she was a lot of fun. And she was fun on the on the Behar show. She yeah. was another one that was bawdy. Oh, my God. Come on and tell dirty jokes. And she talked I, about how Mayor Lindsay gave her crabs. Yes. Do you remember that yes. whole thing? <laughs> she See, was very I frank. I wanted her on the show just to talk about we that. We tried hard. And Gino, our pal Gino Salamone, yeah. had a friendship with her and tried. And I don't know what happened. Yeah, she and she just died suddenly too. Yeah. She was not ill. Yes, she had just done Dancing with yeah. the Stars. She just suddenly took ill. Can well, I can I go back to Outer Limits for just Hit a minute? Us, this man. is such a great episode. Yeah, it's go. Demon with a glass. Oh, hand. that's the one that Harlan Ellison wrote. Yeah, uh, that's is a that right? Yeah, but that's that, a but, famous. And that, but that's is that Robert Vaughn? I think that's Robert Vaughn. That's right. He managed to stay one step ahead of some aliens by listening to advice from his hand. Do I have the writer correct? Uh, I, I bet I, you do. I bet I do. Oh, it's not Robert Vaughn. You know who it is. Robert Culp. Oh, Robert oh, Culp. Oh, damn it, Culp. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we caught that. I, just, I did know it was we Robert had Culp. written by somebody named Harlan Ellis. There you go. There you go. Shows you what I... Sh- yeah, right. Shows you what's important to me. Right. I have the, I have the writer, but Robert not the right Culp. star. Florence Henderson was born in a small town in Indiana. She was the youngest of 10 children. And she had another... She was a fascinating career. She was the first woman to guest host The Tonight Show. How about that? Oh, wow. She was a Today Girl... On the Today Show, and uh, she did everything. And she was a licensed hypnotherapist. And she turns up in Weird Al's Amish Paradise. (laughs) (laughs) She had a great sense of humor. She was funny. She laughed at herself. I remember when I did the Cheerios commercial with her, we were joking back and forth, really filthy and disgusting. Uh, uh And one of the execs from Cheerios ran over and grabbed the box of Cheerios out of my hand. (laughs) And, and I thought, oh, I'm in trouble. And the guy, to his credit, I really admire this. He said, no, no, no. He goes, I think the way you two are joking is really funny. And and I don't mind that at all. I just don't want you holding the product as you're doing it. <laughs> Can we but, get that guy? Is he available? Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that. That has some brains to it. Yep, you know, yep. You know, as long as you're not holding the product, you know, let someone do what they do. <laughs> she was a, she was a name that, that came up early in the process, and uh, we're sorry we missed out on Florence Henderson. Um, 
Alan Young. Oh, yes. And and just recently, they had on the time machine. Yes, yes. Well, last year we lost Rod Taylor yeah. from the time machine, and this year Alan Young, he was 96. That is a nice run. And now, and it's it's interesting that in the time machine, he's playing a Scott, and then he went on to be Scrooge McDuck. Yes, indeed. I have that, I have that, I have that written here. Not many people would make that connection. Yes. <laughs> I, think he had, I think he has Scottish roots. His real name was Angus. Oh, okay. Angus Young. And, uh, and of the course, U- Mr. Ed. Yeah, and Mr. Ed and Tom Thumb. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and yeah. no one could talk to a horse, of course, unless, of course, the famous horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Sort of. <laughs> You're in the ballpark there. Yeah. He worked a ton, and I wondered, uh, I wonder if he was, uh, if he was available, if he was, uh, if he was sharp. I know. In later years, but, uh, but we won't know. Okay, who else do I have here on this list? Uh, here are some other great actors. Uh, Miss Patty Duke. Oh, yeah. Ah, That was a sad one. And she was not old either, 69. Local girl from Elmhurst, Queens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, well, her most famous part, of course, the miracle worker. Right. I would say her most famous part was the Patty Duke show. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, well, (laughs) that was her most... Right. It really, <laughs> it really was the Patty Duke show, but yeah. her most respected. Yeah, part. she won the Oscar. Yeah, at sixteen, and uh, um, and but, value the dolls. She worked a lot. Yeah, she worked a lot. She had a big career. She was the president, another president of the Screen Actors Guild, and uh, became a mental illness, a, a mental illness advocate in in later years. Ten yes, Emmy. she was all for her mental illness. <laughs> yes, <right>. Well, <laughs> then she must have been another fan of yours. <laughs> Like Florence Henderson. <laughs> Ten Emmy nominations yes. for, for Patty Duke, and she did everything. And that's another guy we lost. Yes, was, I was just going to make that yes. segue. Yeah, her dad. Yeah. And they died six months apart, which was very strange. William Shallert. Yeah. Now, William Shallert was booked to do this yes. show. Yeah, and that one, and I wanted him for months and months. We followed the every lead, and we yeah. talked to his kids, and we talked to his handler. And Darren and I went back and forth, and you want to talk about a guy with a million credits. Oh, my God, yeah. He worked nonstop. Um, what am I saying? They died six weeks apart. Uh, how about that? Um, he was in everything. He was in the story of mankind, yeah, which we brought up. He, he was, was in Mighty Joe those, Young. You always remember him from the Patty Duke show, and then you start watching movies, and you go, oh, there he is. He was. <laughs> I was. I was at a party. Right around the time we booked him, and uh, I said, oh, we have William Shallard on the show. And a couple of people there at the price, said, ah, the name didn't yeah. mean anything to them. And I pulled up his picture, and 12 people at once said, oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was very recognizable. He worked constantly. He's in the trouble with Tribbles. Oh, yes. Arguably the most famous Trek episode. He did live TV, Playhouse 90. He was the voice of Milton the Toaster. <laughs> Pop-Tarts commercials. Anybody remember that? I and Joe, Joe Dante I, used him a lot. So now we have a connection because years ago, I was the voice of the toaster. You were the voice of Pop Talk You were the voice of the toaster. Yes, yes. I think you could look it up online. Damn it. Well, we could do that. I can if do only that. we Let's had a researcher on yeah. the <laughs> Yeah, losing out on William Shallert. Uh, 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 that was sad. Really yeah. kills me. And he really wanted to do it. We were getting mm. we were getting emails from his from his daughter saying he really 
he's uh, he's he's not feeling well this week. Let's try for next week. And we went back and forth. And uh, they were very kind. They were very helpful to, to try to make this happen. Yeah, uh, he would have been great. He was in a famous Twilight Zone episode with another podcast guest, with Orson Bean. Oh, was that where uh, is he Mr. Mr. Beavis? Mr. Beavis. Yes. And he was the cop. And, and, he, and another show we talk about on this podcast, he was in The Legends of the Superheroes. The oh. the roast oh my with the thing with the, with, with the, he was played oh <laughs> he God. played retired man oh geez so he he had connections to this show six ways from Sunday oh wait this has nothing to do with it but in the Mister Beavis episode who was the devil in there oh he was gosh old time actor oh gosh I have to I will have to have Paul look that one up Mister Mister Beavis. B-E-V-I-S, episode of The Twilight Zone with, oh, our, with our pal Orson Bean. Was he, the, was he the guy, was he the uh, corporate executive or, or no? He, who, yeah, he's the he guy who, who makes the wish come true. Yeah, he's a, he's a schmendrick. Uh, all right. And while you're looking that up, here's another actor that Dara called and we pursued. Um, another actor born right here in New York City, died at 91, George Kennedy. Oh my George God! Kennedy. And we wanted him two two ridiculous uh, a line of films. Uh, yes, incredible career. Uh, cool sh- Hand Luke, Poseidon Adventure. Well, he's not I the mean, Poseidon Adventure. Not- he's in Earthquake. Earthquake. Yeah. Earthquake. Yeah. That's it. He's in four airport movies. Maybe I, that's what you're see, thinking of. I'm I'm getting all my Irwin Allen films yeah. confused. He's in Charade. Oh, that's right. He's one of the right. bad guys in Charade. Along with Walter Matthau. And Ned Glass. Yes, yes. Yeah. On stage at the age of two, oh, George geez. Kennedy. Um, and he was in that movie based on the real incident of where they were holding this uh, plane captive. Uh, I think they were like, they were terrorists who were holding this plane. It was with, um, what's his name? The toughest guy in the world, Chuck Norris. Oh, yeah, I know this. What is the name of that picture? I Was it Delta Force? Delta Force. Yeah. That's the one. He, he also, plays a priest. Yes. Yes, he's the son. He's Leslie Nielsen's sidekick in the Naked Gun. Oh, that's the right. The Naked Gun pictures. That's right. And he auditioned. I found this in doing research. He auditioned for the Zuckers to play the Lloyd Bridges part in Airplane. <laughs> <laughs> but he couldn't, and I hope this is true, and if we ever get David or Jerry Zucker in yeah. here, uh, we'll ask him this. He he could not bring himself to send up the airport movies. Oh. That his uh, his beloved yeah. airport movies. But So the, the part went to Lloyd Bridges. But we did call George Kennedy. He told us he was retired, and we, we didn't get him. But uh, we should do another show just called People We Lost. Oh, yes. <laughs> what was the question that we want to ask about Mr. Beavis? Oh, oh he wants who to know was, who who was that, like the devil? And yeah. Jeez, that's okay. Uh, let me work on that. All right. Uh, let's see. Who else do I have here on the list? Here we go. How about some famous TV faces? Okay. Uh, Jack Riley. Oh, my God. Yes. The great and funny Jack Riley, who died at 80. He was Mr. Carlton. He, Mr. Uh, Carlin. Carlin. Yeah, Mr. Carlin. Mr. Carlin Hun <laughs> with Bob Newhart. You bet. And he was like this. Like mean bastard. Half of a radio, yep, half of a radio duo in Cleveland named Baxter and Riley, and Tim Conway helped get him into the business. Oh, get him, wow. get him into television, and he worked with Mel Brooks. He's in Spaceballs. He's in High Anxiety, and he got a whole second career because when they had it was the I guess the Heaven's Gate cult 
uh, with oh, the hail bop. Oh, yes. He looked yes. exactly like the leader yes. of the cult. So Jay Leno used to have him yes. on all the time yes. as the leader right. of the I cult. I forgot that. <laughs> so he, he they <laughs> took him out of mothballs, and he would pop up on the Tonight oh. Show as the leader of the hail bop comet cult. Jack <laughs> Riley. Jack <laughs> Riley was on our list uh, in, in Catch-22. He's in a whole bunch of stuff, and he's in, uh, Paul will appreciate this, he's in McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Oh, that's oh, a, there, yeah. there, there you there go. go. Now, let me... Uh, could it have been, well, I think Jay Hardy Hempstead was the character. I'm not sure. I've got a lot of actors from the Mr. Beavis episode. Okay. Henry Jones. Do you know him? Henry oh, Jones. Henry Jones. That, Henry Jones. Was, yes. He was yes. the villain. Henry Jones. Yes. The, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. it. Henry Jones, another one of those actors. You look up the name and you go, oh, God. Him. Yeah. In the show Phyllis, in the spinoff from the Mary Tyler Moore show, Henry Jones. Oh, yeah. Was, was on that show. He was known for that. They've got, I don't know if everything. these are all actors that were in that episode, but they've got Orson, Orson Bean. Well, Orson Shallard. Bean was. Uh, yeah. Was Beavis. Yeah. And Shallerton. Right. Yeah, and right? Shallerton. Yeah. That's Shallerton at Charles Lane. Oh, Charles Lane, another guy. Oh, yeah. you know, Charles yes. Lane, who always played the Weasley accountant. Oh, yes. I think he lived to 100. Oh, my or God. Or close to it. Charles then, Lane uh, was in everything. He was like Shallert. When you get a chance, call him. Vito <laughs> right Scotty was a Vito Scotty, another guy. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. He was Jewish, I believe. Vito Scotty. <laughs> well, sure. you can tell I by can the name. I, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask Vito, I wanted to ask Burt Ward about Vito Scotty because oh. he was in. He was one of the Penguins henchmen. Oh, on, my on God. <laughs> He was Vito Scotty. We should do a whole Vito Scotty episode. <laughs> he was Sam Picasso uh, on, uh, on on the Adams family. <laughs> he was in. He was the Mad Doctor on Gilligan's Island. We asked Don Wells about him. Boy, that's a name. It's a great, great. I'm going to hold a picture up to the microphone because it's such a great. Oh, picture. Vito, I love it. Well, listen, it. <laughs> listen. I would change the name of this show to the Vito Scotty Wow Show. <laughs> Here's a name, uh, and we. This was weird because we were talking about this fella. With another guest, and he passed away that week. We were talking to Hal Linden about Ron Glass. Oh, that's right. We that was talking about the cast that, of Barney Miller. I, I was getting an amazing amount of tweets then because people were saying, You were just talking about yeah, him. Yeah, you killed and Ron yeah, Glass. Yes. Uh, Ron Glass, uh, a well liked guy and not, again, a relatively young man at 71. Um, uh, what can you say? I mean, uh, not only Barney Miller, the new odd couple. Yes. But he with, with, <laughs> with uh, Wilson, Wilson. <laughs> yeah. he is terrific. And I want people to find the all in the family episode that that had a Rashomon premise. Oh, that's right. Where he was the repairman who comes to fix the refrigerator. Do you know this episode? No, it sounds great. We got to get Norman Lear on here before he's gone and talk to him about this. They did an, they did a memorable episode of all in the family. Where everybody, where, where the four principals go out to dinner, and everybody oh, has yes. a different version of it, what it's happened. It's so funny that that Rashomon became like like a stock storyline for sitcoms. It did. It became a device. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sitcoms. Either they would do trapped in an elevator. All in the family did that one uh, too. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I, where of course there's a pregnant woman. And who Hector gives Elizondo. Birth. Oh yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, we got to get Hector Elizondo. We got to get Hector Elizondo. But but seek out that All in the Family episode. I don't know the title, but Ron Glass plays <laughs> in Edith's version. 
He, he there's there's Mike's version and Mike, oh yeah and Mike's version he's the step and fetch it oh yeah oh I'm just trying to get out of the way <laughs> Mr. Bunker and in and in in Archie's version he's like a Black Panther oh yeah he's a vicious <laughs> Black Panther he's Huey New I mean it was so it's funny of, of all the movies you'd think would inspire sitcoms. Kurosawa's right. I know. Yes, I know. Not the first it shows one. you how literate these, how, these sitcom writers it became are. Such a stock I know. thing it's, to throw in a sitcom. Uh, well, and but before we get off, Jack. Oh, Riley, and, and the Odd Couple. They said it. The new yeah, Odd Couple. Yes. The, oh, well, then, no, but the original Odd Couple did their Rashomon oh, episode. Oh, 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 that's right. That's right, they it, did. There was another that was uh, the uh, Seinfeld did the thing off the Zapruder film, but that was right. That was sort of a Rashomon thing too. Oh, yeah, you know, which way the spit went and where oh, it yeah. turned right. And all <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> a pretty brave sitcom episode, even even for the it was for this for something as late as the nineties. Um, <laughs> one th- one last thing about Jack Riley, he was a member of Yarmy's Army. Oh my God! With Bill with Dana, Don Adams and, and yeah, and Ben Tom, Don Adams and Ben Tom Poston and Howard Morris. See and, that and our friend Peter Marshall. That's a group I would have loved to have spent one day with. Well, just we just and I don't want to say I don't want to give it away, but we just may have a member, a charter member of Yarmy's Army coming up on this podcast. Ooh, we've had Peter Marshall, yeah, who was one, and there are not many left. Pat yeah. McCormick was one. Yes, Jack Riley was one. Howard Morris, and there's one coming up, so ah. we won't we won't uh, we won't say who. Uh, we lost Van Williams a couple of weeks ago at 82, oh, the Green Hornet. Yes, and I posted on Facebook uh, that was somebody I wanted on the show. Uh, I kicked myself for not acting sooner on some of these things, but you just don't know. You know, we don't have uh, we don't have the ear of these people. We don't know who's in in bad shape, and and, and also there are those people that even with us who are experts. I on know. This, it's like you go, I'll hear about someone died, and I'll go, he was still alive. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, I'm pretty, you know, Paul knows that's my superpower. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I if, they're, uh, if they're alive, I know about it. I knew Van Williams. I had interviewed him years ago for FX, and a real nice guy, a Texan, and, and, and good sense of humor, and laughed about himself. Um, and uh, I thought he would be great. It, you know, it wasn't just the Green Hornet. He was discovered by Mike Todd. While working as a uh, surf, as a diving instructor, oh geez, he did shows like Surfside Six and Bourbon Street Surfside Beat. Six. Do you remember these shows? I do, yeah. yeah. And then when his when his acting career dried up, he be, uh, dried up. He became a, a deputy sheriff and a firefighter. Was it Surfside uh, Six? Was it was which came first, Surfside Six or Seventy Seven Sunset Strip? You got to look that one up. <laughs> um, here's speaking of superhero shows, um, somebody we lost at ninety five. We had a lot of requests to get her. And we didn't get her. We had heard she was not in good shape, and that was Noel Neal. Oh my God! Yeah, Lois Lane herself passed and away this I, year. I I was at another event, and these are two that. Oh my God! Uh I Noel Neal and Jack Larson. Yep, we wanted him too. Yeah, we lost him last year. They they were there together, and I went over and talked to them oh. because like. Like every little kid, of I love Superman. Of course, and, he, and and I remember, you know, I liked, um, you know, what's her name? The original Phyllis Coates. Phyllis Coates was good, but somehow as a kid, I liked Noel Neal yeah. better. I think Phyllis Coates is still alive. Is that possible, yeah. Paul? Can you look she that up? She could be C O A T E S. But I remember, I said to Noel Neal. 
I said, uh, you know, when I was a little boy, I I always liked you better than the other Lois Lane. <laughs> and Noel O'Neill said, oh, well, aren't you sweet? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure she never heard that before. <laughs> Who am I? Phyllis, Phyllis Coates, C-O-A-T-E-S. <laughs> Noel O'Neill was a pinup. She was a pinup model. And, and then she said to me, she goes, uh, when we were leaving, she said, all right, and... And and the best of luck to you now that you're working and we're not. <laughs> oh, my God. She had a wonderful sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Larson, who we talked about last year on last year's In Memoriam show, was another very bright guy, wrote librettos. He yes. was a very, very, very smart man. Um, was He was longtime partners with James Bridges, the director of The China Syndrome. Oh, yeah. An urban cowboy. Yeah, he he was uh, Larson was one of those people that you didn't realize how much he did. He was on our early list, and that you know, how many times can I say I'm kicking myself? Oh, and but that brings us back to uh, Carrie Fisher, who had a long list of movies that her name is not on, but she was the script doctor. Oh yes, on and we should writer. point that out. Yeah, many. Many. Plus, she survived under the rainbow. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's right. With Chevy. So, uh, Phyllis Coates is with us. How about that? Phyllis, yeah, how, about how that? old is Phyllis Coates? She's 89, so there's no particular rush there. Uh, that's the, <laughs> By the way, all right, Dara, if you're within the sound, where is Dara? Is she out on the couch? Dara, we got to chase Phyllis Coates, C-O-A-T-E-S. And if it, if it helps, she was born Stat. Gypsy Ann Everts Stell. Well, she is. You the, can see how that became Phyllis. Yeah, Coates. she's the. <laughs> she is officially the last link to the Superman series. Oh wow! So we better make that happen. And if she's sharp and she wants to come on with us, what if it happened to George Reeves? Well, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Georges, how about George Gaines? Oh, from yeah, from Punky Brewster. Oh my God! And the Police Academy films. Now here's a guy where you look and you say, "Oh, the Police Academy films and Punky Brewster." By the way, he's great in Tootsie as the vain actor. Oh yes, who's trying to yes. bed, who's trying to bed Dorothy. Uh, this is an interesting guy. Another guy that has not only escaped the Nazis, which you love. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he joined the Dutch Resistance. He was born in oh, Helsinki. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, he joined the Dutch Resistance. He spoke four languages: Dutch, French, Italian, and Russian. He was in the Battle of Anzio. He had a fascinating life, uh, George Gaines, and worked all the time. Yeah. yeah. Wag, Wag the Dog, did you mention that one? That's another one, George Gaines. Wag the Dog, is Wag he in that? Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he he's in all Lumet's. He's Academy. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that makes him, uh, that he worked twice with Dustin Hoffman. Right, there you go. There you go. And he's in and, Sidney Lumet's The Group. Oh, and yes. And another guy died at 98. And, and another guy, I guarantee everybody out there, Look up the name, and you'll go, oh, him. Yeah, George Gaines. The he, way we were. He was, he's in everything. He, oh, my God, he would have been great on this show. Yeah, another one. Let's talk about, uh, we're going to move on from uh, from character actors. He was fighting Nazis, for Christ's sake. I know. Oh, <laughs> I know. Shit. You want me to just go out and find some guests who fought Nazis yes. for you? Yes. Because we lost Christopher Lee, too. Yeah, and also the guy from Star Trek. Was it Scotty? Oh, Doohan. James yeah, Doohan. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he had bullet holes in him I, well, from the D-Day invasion. All right, well, wow. we're going to make it a point, Dara. Find Gilbert some some people who, who fought Nazis. And, and we lost Charles Durning. 
Yes, well, years ago. Nazis. Yes, indeed. But but I remember James Doohan um, also was missing a pinky, I think. Wow. Because it got shot off at the D-Day invasion. Wow. Well, if we ever get wow. Shatner in here. Oh, yeah. And we're, we worked on that. Here's some comedians uh, that we lost. Uh, does the name Joe Alasky mean anything? Had the name a- A-L-A-S-K-E-Y. Familiar. A gentleman I had the pleasure of working with. Uh, he voiced, he was the, he was sort of a modern day Mel Blanc. Yeah. He was the new voice of Bugs Bunny. Oh, wow. And Sylvester, I wrote some cartoons for Warner Brothers years ago and, and Joe, uh, and Joe and Joan, June Foray was a thrill oh, for me yes. to write these scripts and go in there and watch June now, Foray June work. June Foray is still around. She's with us. We no gotta, rush. She's we, 90. Yeah. <laughs> she's, I think she's 99. <laughs> <laughs> da- okay. Darren, you- June Foray. 99, maybe we could expedite just, yeah. a, just a touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. an hour. Yeah. yeah. Joe Alasky was a talented guy. He was a, he was a comedy writer. He was a, he was a comedian. He published horror and short stories. Uh, but check his credits. He, he did so many wonderful. He was Daffy Duck. He was Bugs. Um, did so many wonderful things. Uh, left us too soon and a nice man. Um, here's somebody we love to talk about. And I met this guy working on the TV Land Awards. We did not have the podcast at the time, or I would have asked yeah. him on the spot. Pat Harrington Jr. Oh my God, yes, yeah. And I think wasn't he the voice of Groucho Marx in the in the Vlasic Pickles, Pickles commercials? I think he was. It is yeah. not on his IMDb page. Yeah. <laughs> but if anybody can verify that, Steve Stoliar, if you're listening yes. to this, let us know if but, if. Uh, by the way, James Doohan. Have you noticed, is there a delay when I bring up James Doohan and we already talked about him 10 minutes ago? That's okay. (laughs) It's a communication problem. Yeah. He was shot six times. Look at that. Wow. Six times, and he shot down a few snipers himself. Amazing. Even though he was shot six times. Well, no wonder he did such a great job as the engineer on the ship. Oh, yeah. And I think think what I heard about him was it was his idea for the guy to have a Scottish accent— because he said a lot of the engineers he worked with were Scottish. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. So it was his idea to do it with a Scottish accent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Pat Harrington Jr. Uh, was one of Steve Allen's men on the street. Oh, that's right. Well, again with Tom yes. Poston. And Louis Nye. And Louis Nye and Don Knotts. Oh, yeah. Uh, Guido Panzini was his character. <laughs> An Italian, <laughs> a funny Italian immigrant. <laughs> Uh, we talked about Guido Panzini with Cliff Nesteroff. Uh, and, and he was also the uh, super. Oh, of course. And uh, he won an Emmy yeah. for playing Schneider on One Day at a Time. I worked with him on the TV Land Awards. Never an, a, a nicer man. Uh, just just lit up. Yeah. That, that I knew who he was beyond oh. beyond that character, that I uh, that I knew his past credits. Uh, uh, voiced Inspector Clouseau in those cartoons, those DePayde. Oh, wow. Those Pink Panther cartoons. Um did a Don Adams parody on F Troop. Do you remember him playing a detective, a secret agent named B-Wise? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, his father was an actor, Pat Harrington Sr. And the story goes that he was discovered on a golf course by Jonathan Winters ah. doing the Guido Panzini character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should bring back Guido Panzini. <laughs> since you have such affinity and affection for my people. <laughs> Here's here's one. Um, uh, this is a guy that I was such a fan of. I only met him one time. I never got to work with him. Uh, uh, Bob Elliott from Bob and oh, Ray. Oh my God! Yeah, 
Uh, God, I mean, one of the reasons, Bob and Ray, one of the reasons that I even wanted to be in comedy or even do this, uh, Wally Ballou, Monongahela Metal Foundry, what can you say about Bob and Ray? And, and was it, was it Paps Blue Ribbon Beer? Oh, the Peels. Yeah, yeah. Peels, yeah. Yeah, uh, um, I remember that as a kid, seeing yeah. those cartoon commercials with them as the voices. They were great pitchmen. And they were, oh, yeah. And they were, you know, but if you guys, uh, if our listeners are not familiar with Bob and Ray, um, there's so much out there on them. Um, and, and they were always so like, you know, like it, it was just such a flat, quiet well, thing. Well, yeah, the, it was like the slow talk. The slow talk oh. of America is, a, is, is maybe the funniest it's sketch terrible. ever written. <laughs> as is the uh, the Komodo dragon expert is another one that I'm yeah. really yeah, fond of. Yeah, that's right. The Komodo dragon, the world's largest living lizard, is found on the steep sloped island of Komodo, hence its name. And that is in the lesser Sunda chain of the Indonesian archipelago. <laughs> And the nearby islands of Rinja, Padar, and Flores. We have two in this country, two Komodo dragons, which were given to us some years ago by the late former premier of Indonesia, Sukarno. I believe I read somewhere where a foreign potentate gave America some Komodo dragons. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. The former premier of Indonesia, Sukarno, gifted this country with two Komodo dragons, world's largest living lizards, some years ago. And they're in the National Zoo in Washington. Well, now, if we wanted to take the children to see a Komodo dragon, uh, where would we take the children to see a Komodo dragon? And then there's one where it's a game show where they'll give him a million dollars if he could keep the other guy on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) They met in the 40s, he and Ray Goulding. Uh, Interesting the way you describe their comedy because because he described it as two straight men playing off of each other. There's, by the way, there's a ton of stuff on YouTube coming up here. So anybody who wants to check them out. Well, also they they did a they did an SNL special called Bob and Ray and and Jane and Lorraine and Gilda, which and, is wonderful. And uh, there too, to, I got to see them live at Radio City. Yeah, I and, saw them too. Yeah, I saw them too. Yeah, yeah. they were so funny because it was. It was like like two salesmen talking. You know? <laughs> I wrote down early when we started the show. Well, we should do Bob Elliott and Chris Elliott together. Yeah. And and uh, again, one one that got away. Uh, also, as an actor, he was in cold. They were in cold turkey together. Author, author. Uh, he's were, very were, funny in Quick Change. Now, were they in? I'm not positive. Were they in uh, Slaughterhouse Five? Bob and Ray. Yeah. I don't know. I know our, our former guest, Ron Liebman, was. No, it might not be Slaughterhouse-Five. It was another one. I don't think one. they were. No, it was like some movie. Oh, God. It was a movie with um, Bill Hickey. Ooh. Well, Paul? I'm working on it. Want to check that out? He's hilarious as a bank watchman in Quick Change. A oh, A movie yes. that I've talked about on this show. Another movie you guys need to see. Uh, and get a life. The the, the, oh, the series yeah. that he did with his son Chris uh, is hilarious. 
Wait, uh, Ray died in 1990. He did. We lost him a while ago. Uh, Bob and Ray had an office in the Gray Bar building, which is a big building uh, over uh, Grand Central here in New York. And my dad was two doors down. And I was a kid. I, you know, I would visit my dad's office and I was, I was too young to know who Bob and Ray were. Oh, yeah. And they would leave these reel-to-reel tapes in the hallways for, for the trash. Oh, my that, that, that God. Now I look back. Oh, my God. And I think those were treasures that I, yeah. that I should have grabbed. I was in high school. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I in, didn't have a grasp. In, in, 19, Junior high. in the early 50s, they had a 15-minute show. <laughs> uh, on NBC with one of the cast regulars was Audrey Meadows. No, yes. Well, she was a regular. Yeah. She yeah. worked with them she regularly. Regular, that's right. Yeah, and a writer named Tom Cook who who was... Uh, Loris Leachman joined the cast. Sure. Later on. Sure, sure. Um, and there's a, lot to, there's a lot out there on Bob and Ray, a book called Right If You Get Work. Um, anyway, so speaking of comedians, um, somebody that Gilbert and I both knew, and that's Kevin Meany. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That who, one came out of nowhere. Who passed suddenly? A nice man passed at sixty. Uh, hilarious. Oh, I've, yeah, I've got Gilbert. Uh, you're close. I think. I th- believe this was a TV show that they were in. Kurt Vonnegut's Hugo nominated Between Time and Timbuktu. That's it. That's it. That's How do you come That's up it. with this stuff? <laughs> I he's I, even got the right author. I prepare for weeks. I know. For this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, once again, you don't have to prove to us you're useless. <laughs> but yes, I think they played newscasters. Wow! In that, and Bill Hickey was the star of it. Bill He's Hickey. like an astronaut. Bill Hickey comes up a lot on the oh, show. Oh my God! Yeah, you that guy you worked with. Yes, on on wings. Yep. But but getting back to Kevin, um, hilarious. Oh yeah, you know, and and that's uh, not right. We're big pants people. <laughs> uh, his if you if you guys don't know Kevin's work, uh, ch- check out his version of We Are the World. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> a funny man, a sweet man, um, and passed at sixty suddenly, and and uh, saddened a lot of people. Um, thoughtful, pensive person. Here's one that really upset us and upset me personally and another guy that I got to spend a little bit of time with and I know Gilbert knew him uh, much better than I did and that was Gary Shandling oh yeah and uh wow that was sudden that was and, that was and, a surprise one. and and heartbreaking um I, boy a, a great <laughs> a great comic it's Gary Shandling's show. Oh, yeah. Co-created by our friend Alan Zweibel. Oh, that's right. Uh, the Larry Sanders show, which is just... Oh, hysterical. Hysterical and smart. And interestingly, he turned down a lot of money to um, to host, uh, to take over for Letterman on NBC. Oh. To do the Larry Sanders yeah. show. Because because he was an artist. Because yeah. he had he had something to say. Um, interesting man. Started, uh, started in the business... Uh, uh, Kind of writing sitcoms like Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah. And Sanford and Son. And George Carlin. Uh, I, I remember after I had the burst appendix. So, like, they, my, you know, that was years ago. I had a burst appendix. And I they, remember. So they never really pulled my stomach together all the way because they let it was a whole thing. <laughs> and so I had to get another operation to pull the muscles and everything together. And I was talking to Gary Shandling about it, and I said, yeah, so now they're going to pull my stomach together with this. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, where, 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 where are you having it done? 
<laughs> and and I said, oh, it's going to be at New York Eye and Ear. And he goes, he, there's a pause. And he goes, I and Ear. Shouldn't shouldn't you go to a hospital called Stomach and Ass? <laughs> uh, I had three experiences with him, and in the interest of time, I can't tell them all on the show, but I'll tell them on a future show. But they were they were all memorable. One <sighs> one in particular uh, that involved a comedy writer named John Marcus, who I know you know because yeah. John wrote for the Cosby Show, oh, John M A R K U S, when you were there. Uh, I taught a class, I taught a comedy class years ago and, and John and Gary were, were surprise guests in my class and it's a great story and I'll, I'll tell it, we're pressed for time, but we, we didn't get him, uh, on the show. Uh, uh, that's a killer. See what you think. See what, if you agree with Wikipedia says his influences were Woody Allen and Johnny Carson. Yeah. Well, Johnny Carson, yeah, and I think he, he had a lot he of influences. influenced. Ricky Gervais, Judd Apatow, John oh, sure. Stewart, well, Judd, and Louis C.K. Judd and he and Judd, he was close yeah. with Judd, um, and Judd worked on on Sanders too. Uh, he um, just an interesting man. You were talking about being sick in the hospital. He had a car accident uh, that 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 was uh, kind of a life changing experience wow. for him. That's how he decided to go into comedy. Wow! And as I said, he was a sitcom writer. And I, I, as the story goes, George Carlin uh, helped him out. When he was young, and gave him some guidance. I've oh. talked to Kelly uh, about that. He was a Buddhist. He was an interesting guy. Uh, he was beloved. He had a lot of friends. We didn't get him, uh, but I, I, I should send you guys to Pete Holmes' show, uh, You Made It Weird, um, which he recorded a couple, of, a couple of months before he passed. Uh, a great podcast episode. Oh, yeah. Um, and also the episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee right. with, yeah. uh, with Jerry was... Uh, very uh, creepy, creepy and touching, and 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 sad, and uh, we love the guy. Okay, you want to talk about a couple of directors? Oh, okay. In the interest of time, and we'll try to speed this up. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm going through my cards. For somebody we talked about for this show, Herschel Gordon Lewis. Oh, the, the Godfather of Gore. Yes, with with like. Uh... The Gore Gore Girls, yep. uh, color me blood red. <laughs> Two thousand maniacs and and blood I, feast. I remember, I forget which one it was in. They rip a girl's tongue out of her mouth. I think it's the Wizard of Gore. Oh, that was might it, be it. Yeah. And yeah. what they did was they went to a butcher shop and yep. got cow tongue. Yep, and it was getting. <laughs> And they, they didn't have the money to get a second right, cow right. tongue. They just bought that. <laughs> and they kept it for weeks till it turned rotten. And they sprayed it. I'm glad he knows this. This, this was girl, a low-budget film. Yeah. Oh, yes. This, yes. Yeah, this girl had to keep that in her mouth. Oh. And, and when it turned rotten, they sprayed it with Lysol and put it in her oh. mouth. Oh, so, so I don't want to hear any other actresses ever bitching you don't about want to hear anything. Those complaints. Yeah, he was. Uh, he made the legendarily bad monster a go go. Oh yes, a, yes. A, a fixture for uh, our friends at MST. Yeah, his movies—they were total gore, but like, also you got a big laugh at. They were so ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous! He yeah. started out in nudie films with titles like "The Adventures of Lucky Pierre." <laughs> I love this. One was called Boing. 
<laughs> Very subtle. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's art. That's artistic. Oh, he was a guy that really would have been fun on this show. Oh, my God. I don't God, know what yeah. we would have done with Herschel Gordon Lewis. <laughs> we, we lost him. A slightly more reputable director was Curtis Hansen, uh, who died at 71, uh, River Wild with Meryl Streep oh, and Kevin okay. Bacon. One of, one of my all-time favorite movies, yep. Wonder Boys. Wonder Boys. Wonder Boys. I was just going to bring yeah, it up. Wonder it's Boys. fun. I love that. Was that yeah. with Michael Douglas? Yeah, and Robert yeah, the, Downey. The, the, the sort of aging yeah. Michael Douglas who can't write his second book. It's oh, fun. Yeah. It's a good novel, it too. so great. Yeah, it uh, is good. Um, his name went out of my head. Michael Chabon. Uh, and of course, uh, he wrote he wrote a film I like called The Silent Partner with Elliot Gould with Christopher Plummer. Oh, that's Do you know this picture? right. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I think it was made in Canada. Yes, it was made in Canada. Very good. If our listeners don't yeah, know it, uh, find it. Yeah, he's a bank teller. Yes, who matches wits with a with a bank robber. Yeah, played by Christopher. L- he wrote a picture I really like called Never Cry Wolf with Charles Martin Smith about a guy who goes to live among wolves. He was a he was a protege of Sam Fuller and Roger Corman. Oh wow! And of course, he made probably the film that that he'll always be remembered for, L.A. Confidential. LA Confidential. Yeah, which is just goddamn great. Yeah. Now, did you are you guys familiar with Eight Mile? Yeah. Oh sure. yeah. I sure. thought that was pretty good. I yeah. Mean, it had it, it shouldn't have been good at all. Good but performances. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Well, he you know he was versatile. He worked yeah. in a lot of different kinds of genres. Yeah. Here's a director you guys will spark too. He died at ninety three. Uh, the director of Diamonds Are Forever, oh. Live and Let Die, wow. and Goldfinger. And the man with a golden gun, Guy Hamilton. Jeez. How about that, Paul? That's, Mr. Bond that's, expert. That's a follow-up to our Bond yep. episode right He there. was an assistant to Carol Reed, the director of The Third oh, Man. Yeah. Um, oh. And uh, assistant director on African Queen is a guy with an interesting career. And, and helped Oops. develop Bond's style. Those are four... Kind of important Bond films. Yeah. The first yeah. two more pictures and uh, and probably the most popular Connery picture, yeah. Goldfinger. But then the African Queen, I mean, this How about is that? So, so interesting. Oh, How about yeah. that? Here's a guy, and uh, this and guy— And in the African Queen— uh, uh, um, uh, the Theodore Bakel. Theodore Bakel <laughs> was the German general, like right, Theodore right. Bakel. And I don't have a cell phone in my lap. People. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's a name. Oh, we talked about this person with uh, with Don Wells because he directed Rescue from Gilligan's Island. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure that was on top of his uh, list. This was surreal. He also directed the Batman feature in oh, the 60s. Wow. Uh, we just had Burt Ward here. This was weird because I told Don Wells he was still living. Yeah. When we had her on the show, he died that week. Oh, Ooh. see, once we mention somebody, do not <laughs> do not let Frank mention your name. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just like we had the day before, Jack Carter. Was yes. Well, that's sure. That's a story we've told a lot. Leslie Martinson was a hundred and one. He did everything. I again, I said this when he passed on the show. Excuse me, but go to his IMDb page or his website, which is still up, LeslieMartinson.com. Mission Impossible and Run for Your Life and Wonder Woman and Mannix. You wouldn't believe it. I mean, the guy and PT-109, the, the, the movie with Cliff Robertson. Oh, yes, as Kennedy. As Kennedy. He had this long, varied career, and he just worked constantly. And he did it. I mean, you talk about a guy who took jobs, a workman-like director. Yeah, yeah one of those directors who was no bullshit, like... Like William Bodine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You always hear about, like, these old-time directors who are like, they'd show up, 
If it was a Western, they'd make a Western. A comedy, they'd make a comedy. It was no bullshit. Yep. Uh, did you mention the Atomic Kid? Do we know that? No, one? the Atomic Kid. He directed. The he, Atomic so, Kid. I mean, the, you just go to his IMDb page. Look up Leslie Martinson. You won't believe the kind the, the, the stuff he did. Hot oh, Rod Rumble. Yeah, incre- <laughs> it's an incredible career. Uh, let me get through these too. Uh, Arthur Hiller. We were talking about oh, the in-laws. Yes. I yeah. mean, and there's a body of work. Love Story. Plaza Suite. The Americanization of Emily, the Out of Towners, I think that's Dara's favorite oh, yeah. movie. Uh, Silver Streak, The Hospital with George C. Scott. Oh my God! Uh, a terrific career. Uh, uh, author, author, uh, which we talked about, and of course the In Laws. Oh great! Which is just magnificent. Uh, Canadian and then president of the DGA, and uh, an interesting man. Um, see his films, uh, and then speaking of the Bronx and local boys, Gary Marshall. Yeah. We lost. And that was a guy we were targeting. Oh, my God. I mean, I was tracking yes. him when he came to New York, and, and our friend Bill Persky went out to dinner with him, and I said, "Get tell Gary to do the show, and he'll do the show. He wants to go back. We didn't get like, Gary. Like 5,000 TV hits. Oh, my God. And... Gary Masciarelli. Yeah. yeah. A paisano. And everyone thought he was a Jew. Everybody. Yeah. I don't th- and I don't think he discouraged people. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Started out as a joke writer. He was a drummer. And he was a joke writer for Joey Bishop and Phil Foster. Partnered with the great Jerry Belson. Uh, terrific and- writer. Wrote everything. And, um, oh, God, what was that? I'm uh, forgetting everything now. Uh, well, he wrote The Van Dyke Show. He wrote Danny Thomas, uh, The Lucy Show. Do you remember a show called Hey Landlord? Oh, yes. With Dwayne Hickman and Sandy Barron? I remember in an interview Gary Marshall saying he grew up in the, I guess, the Bronx. He did, the, yeah. yeah. He grew up in the same neighborhood as Ralph Lauren. Yes, and he yeah, said, Ralph Lipschitz. And, yeah, and he said, yeah, his name was Ralph Lipschitz. And he goes, <laughs> and he says, but he, he had to change it because you don't buy polo from a guy named Lipschitz. That's hilarious. <laughs> now, now, in all your travels and all your auditioning, did you ever work with for Gary Marshall or audition for Never him? Never worked for him. Yeah. I, I did Hollywood Squares with him one time. Yeah. but He yeah. was beloved. Yeah. I never met the man, but I loved his book. He did, uh, I mean, maybe you mentioned these, but... In addition to all the TV stuff for which he's probably most known, Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah. Well, his the features. Princess oh, yeah. Diaries. The yeah. Movie, yeah. The guy did everything. Everything. And we had uh, guests we've had in here that, 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 that worked with. We had Donnie Most in here who loved yeah. him. And we had Henry. And we had uh, Michael McKean who talked about him. And we were getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, and a funny actor. Yeah. Too. Funny in A League of Their oh, Own. Oh, in, in um, uh, by, by, was that? Uh, oh, Lost, Lost in America. In America. Oh, he's great. He's the casino He's owner. great. He's he great. He was hysterical. And that's yep. where, you know, uh, the desert in has heart. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> A very, very and, funny and, man. And he goes, uh, when, when, when Albert Brooks says to him, he goes, well, you know, you don't give the money back to everyone. You separate it like, like the good hip people. And you separate them from like... The schmucks that go to see Wayne Newton. And he goes, I like Wayne Wayne Newton. Newton. That makes me a schmuck. (laughs) 
<laughs> and and for our odd couple fans out there, he's great in little cameos too. Oh, in odd yes. couple. He's yes. the angry guy on the subway. Remember they get trapped in the subway <laughs> yes. train? And, he got, and he's got the rolled up newspaper. Yeah. And Felix pulls out Harvey Hankey. <laughs> oh, funny, funny man, Gary Marshall. Uh, that one hurt too. Okay, quickly. How you want to tell? We're running out of the time. The girl here. from Casablanca. Oh, we'll talk about her, Madeline Lebeau. Yes, she's the last surviving cast member from Casablanca. Who I believe was a Jew. Well, we don't know, but she did, according to her Wikipedia page, if this is to be believed, yeah. escape from the Nazis. And the song where the, and the where they sing the French national anthem, the scene right. in in, uh, right. in Casablanca, her tear was real. They they the tears yes yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and they said like. So many of the people in Casablanca, like the Nazis there, the Nazi army were mainly Jews, like Jews who had escaped, Jewish actors who were stars in Europe escaped, and they had little parts as throughout Casablanca. Right. And uh, they said also the war was still raging at that point. Indeed. So when they were doing that, they, they said people were crying during that scene, the people in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Well, they, they it's, it's inter- I've, I turned up one little tidbit here. You know, in the movie, they're waiting in Casablanca to get to Lisbon to get to America. Yeah. Right. So she was driven out of Paris by the Germans and she went to Lisbon. So that oh, was the, wow. that's exactly yeah. the, the so route that's described. Experienced. In the, she Absolutely. It. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's such a powerful scene. I want to get to quickly to another couple of directors here. Robin Hardy, who directed The Wicker Man, the original oh, Wicker Man, which Christopher is a Lee. terrific movie I've talked about. Strange film. Strange and disturbing. Michael Cimino, we oh, lost. Yes. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot and The Deer Hunter and, and The Infamous Heaven's Gate. Um, a producer, a, a very prominent and successful uh, producer, um, uh, Grant Tinker, oh, uh, yes. uh, passed away. Um, Gordon Hunt, who was Helen Hunt's father. Oh, who was yeah. an, a, a, an animation director, very successful animation director. And a for, Jew. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> That's another show. Uh, Earl Hamner Jr. I talked about of the Twilight Zone and the oh, creator yes. of the Waltons. Um, uh, Jim Harrison, Legends of the Fall, uh, the, the novelist uh, mm-hmm. and screenwriter. Yeah. Al- Alice Arlen, who co-wrote Silkwood with Nora Ephron. Uh, Bill Richmond. But we tried oh, to get Oh my god, yes. Jerry Jerry's writer. <sighs> yeah, yeah, Jerry used him in almost all his movies. Yeah. Yeah, Ladies Man, Nutty Professor, and The Patsy, and we called Bill Richmond and he wasn't doing well and he passed shortly thereafter. And I remember uh he pops up in the Billboy. Yep. As as Stan Laurel. Yep, indeed he does. <laughs> and on the Jerry Lewis variety show, they used to do this thing at the end where he'd get a phone call. And it was like some dentist or something calling him. And that was Bill Richmond. He, he was the shtick. 
He mm. also wrote sitcoms. He wrote for the Carol Burnett show. He did a lot of stuff. And uh, you know what? Because in the interest of time. Oh, I'm, wait, go wait. Ahead, go ahead. I heard a story that one time uh, they, uh, Jerry Lewis and Bill Richmond drove to some restaurant and Bill Richmond got out of the car and uh, and the guy told him, I'm sorry, we're closed. And uh, he go he yells to Jerry Lewis. He goes, oh, they're closed. And Jerry Lewis goes, uh, tell him who it is. And Bill Richmond goes, it's Bill Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Almost, almost as good as the Jimmy Durante. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> We, I have a card. What we're going to do here, we're going to switch things up. And uh, I think uh, I have a card full of musicians here. I think we'll do them separately as a mini, as a mini, mini episode. Oh, yeah. And then we, we can, we can, Frankie can put a, some music clips in there. Yeah, that's And we'll, good. we'll do it up nice. But there are uh, just a couple of other names I wanted to get to here. Writers, Eric Berggren, who wrote the screenplay for Elephant Man. Uh, Daniel Gerson, a very funny writer, Monsters, Inc., died young. Kevin Curran, uh, a Letterman writer and a Simpsons writer who wrote maybe my favorite uh, David Letterman top 10 list, uh, top 10 things that almost rhymes with peas. <laughs> uh, a very, very funny man, Kevin Curran. Have I gone through all of our cards? I think we've pretty much covered everybody I wrote down. Uh, here are a couple of bizarre ones just to amuse yes. the shit out of Gilbert. Uh, Yumi Ito died in May. <laughs> now, if you know who she is... She was one of the singing twin girls from Mothra Island. Oh my God! In the Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> Her sister Emi Uito died in 2012, but we lost Yumi. Well, everybody knows that. Story. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, Lupita Tovar, we t- we covered oh, in yes. the previous episode. She was 106. They're from the uh, from the Spanish the Spanish Dracula. Dracula. Her <laughs> grandsons are the Whites brothers who made American Pie and about a boy. Uh, Bill Backer is a name you might not know. Backer. He was the ad executive at McCann Erickson. When fogged in at an airport, took out a napkin and started to scribble a little jingle in his head. Uh, I'd like to buy the world a Coke. Oh, oh my geez. God. <laughs> and we covered it on One Hit yeah. Wonders. And with and the how lost many of our brain cells have been filled up the with that lost song? audio. Uh, yeah. And speaking of uh, jingles, a gentleman named Les Wass, W A A S, passed. And I love yeah. this. And maybe this, is, maybe this is a tri state thing only. But he was the jingle writer of the Mr. Softy Truck jingle. Oh! Frank, we almost made it through an episode without any singing. There you go. Well, we got a music one coming up. I remember I would hear that as a kid. And my mother would put a couple of coins in my hand. There you go. And I'd run. Sometimes she, we lived on the second floor, and I would yell up to my mother, the ice cream truck's here. 
And she would put some coins in like a napkin and crumple it up and toss it out that way. That's 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 yeah. a nice memory. <laughs> yeah. Did you trick or treat too? In 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 the, absolutely. Where the, where like in tenements where people would throw the stuff out of the fourth uh, and fifth yeah. story window. I'll, I'll I'll tell you something. <laughs> and and because I, I did. When I tell you this story, you're not going to go. Oh, gee, I can't believe Gilbert would do that. Uh, <laughs> I had like a pirate mask. <laughs> That I used to go trick-or-treating Okay. In. And so I'd go trick-or-treating, hit all the buildings, and you'd go through the buildings. It didn't matter. You sure. open the t- sure, sure. bottom door. And so after a night of trick-or-treating, I'd go home and and I'd put on a Zorro mask and hit the same apartment. <laughs> <laughs> you were working the system. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> that is so unethical. I can't believe. I can't either. I can't either. What I can't believe is he did it last Halloween. <laughs> Used to get rolls of pennies. I, I don't, do they still do that in the bank? Do they still roll up coins? Yeah, in a, yeah, in a yeah, paper? yeah. And they, these women would not, you know, elderly women, women who couldn't come down three or four flights when I trick-or-treated in Ozone Park, and they'd throw a roll of pennies. Which you could fracture your skull. You could kill it. Yeah, what, it, really. what it would do is rip a hole in your paper yes. in your paper sack, and your candy corn would run. Yeah. <laughs> run you got to watch. <laughs> run out the hole. The notorious old ladies with the penny yeah, rolls. Yeah, yeah. Those oh, are the days. And, and they said that that whole story about razor blades and needles was bullshit. I'm sure it was a myth. Yeah. It was one of those myths. Yeah. I found some pictures in my mom's basement of, of one of my first Halloween costumes. And again, talk about politically incorrect oh, times. Oh, God. I was a hobo. <laughs> those you were popular. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. We called it a bum. We a bum. A bum. Yeah. I was a bum. I remember. Would take the bird cork. Yeah. The they would always show the hobos back then. Yeah. Was like a cigar butt on a toothpick. They were always smoking. <laughs> you, had the, you had the pole with the little bet with the sack. Oh, uh, yes. The, with the, with and, the, and a top hat with yeah. the top coming off. With a, hole, with a hole in it. Yes. <laughs> Let's get to these last three names, and we'll do, we'll do the musicians that passed this year on a mini episode so that Gilbert can sing. Uh, <laughs> and maybe Frankie will queue up if he can find it. And uh, this would be a weird thing to take us out on this one, but I'll, after I get to these three names, maybe you can find that that uh, <laughs> that uh, that jingle, the the uh, Mister Softy jingle. That would be impressive. Let's talk about three people uh, we knew, um, two that we knew personally, uh, yeah. uh, and uh, one that one that we did not have on this show, but that we both worked yeah. with. And uh, we'll start with Alan Thick. Oh yeah, who was a friend of yours, and. Uh, Boy, you guys on Thick of the Night, where do I begin? Oh, God. It, it's a show. It was a horrible show. <laughs> I, you know, doing yeah. the research on Alan, and I didn't. I thought the show lasted longer than a year. It was one yeah. season? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It, 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 it was a horrible show. How did you get, to, how did you get that show? Uh, I auditioned for it, and I got into it, and, uh, and uh, Richard Belzer. And Belzer, yeah. And, uh, oh, it was, it was bad. And then, you know, I heard like he, he forbid his wife from ever watching any episode. Tanya, the last one? Yes, yes. <laughs> and then years, and then, I mean, afterwards, after Thick of the Night, he invited me to come on his show, uh, Hope and Gloria. Uh-huh. And, uh, then 
you know, just a couple of years ago, we both wound up wife on swap. wife swap. Yeah, with you demanding that, that Tanya sleep with you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. You took her to the Friars Club and made her eat in the kitchen. And and I <laughs> and I kept doing my uh, my Hound Thick imitation, singing his theme song, which he wrote. And she was getting mad at me, really angry. I can imagine. And she was going, oh, stop it. That's terrible. He doesn't sound like that at all. And then I found something on the internet of him singing like "Sweaty and Hot." Oh well, yes, we played that on the show. Yes. we made him listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> and and she heard that, and she go, uh, she went white, and she goes, "Oh fuck, he does sound that way." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we lost Alan too young. Yeah, yeah. Too young. And, and he was playing hockey with I his know. son. I know. Well, I know. Was, yeah. I mean, and, and, and you know, people know him for the for the for the sitcom and Thick of the Night and 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 the jingles. Uh, not, not the jingles. The um, um, well, facts of life. Theme songs. Big, the theme yeah. songs. But he was a comedy. He was an accomplished comedy writer. He wrote for Richard Pryor. He wrote for Paul Lind. Oh yeah. He wrote for Fernwood Tonight, a very respected comedy show, and uh, a funny guy. Um, and we're sorry we lost him. Yeah, um, our third guest from the I, show. I, that's one. I'm away. glad we had him on. Me too. Guest. Me too. And yeah. you got him to laugh with that Alan, with that Paul Lynn story. Uh. <laughs> and it was immortalized by our friend Brendan Bliss. Uh, we have to talk about Marvin real quick. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Um, a Brooklyn boy. Yeah. 1927, former president of AFTRA, discovered by Catherine Hepburn. So yeah. glad we got him in. And and he was so when when we were setting up the show, I remember talking to him on the phone and he was just like just some old Jewish relative, you know, <laughs> and and he talked like that, that voice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was hysterical. Yeah. Just talking. And he was going so. Do, do do I have to dress up for this? <laughs> we was great. We all got in here. We were in the booth. Frankie got us all set up. We put the headphones on. We called him, and his answering machine picked up. Yes. <laughs> I thought we weren't going. He wasn't going to get it, or he wasn't going to be home. He was wonderful. Oh, he's... find the great race, and of course, if you don't know, it's a mad, 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 and, mad world. And top hat and uh, top cat. Top cat, yeah, with choo I mean, choo choo, yeah, a funny man, and you know, you never know how these episodes are going to be received when we finish them. And I think, oh, are people going to know Marvin Kaplan? Yeah. Never got better responses. They than loved I did. him, Marvin Kaplan, and and he was one of those guys. He was old and remembered everything. Yep, yep. And last but not least, in the memoriam of 2016, um, and this is somebody who. Was rumored to have died in 2014 and 2011. <laughs> are we are we sure about 2016 and 20, yes. 2008? Yeah. <laughs> you think it's like a McCartney thing? Yeah. And when tw- <laughs> I, I did I did some digging uh, into Abe, uh, another Brooklyn boy, 1921. God bless him. Parents uh, immigrants from Russia. Oh yeah. Uh, he became an actor in 1947. But this I love. He was first declared dead in 1982 <laughs> by People Magazine. Uh, then in 1987, 
WOR television and the, the WOR news declared him dead by referring to him as the late Abe Vigoda. <laughs> and he ran with it. He made he made it into comedy. He, it turned you, out to be a, talk about a second career. What what I what I what a really impresses me about Abe Vigoda is you forget just how good an actor he was. Absolutely. That he's so convincing as Tessio in The Godfather. Which he got through an open call. Coppola yeah. auditioned a bunch of actors that didn't have agents. Yeah. And that's and he got it. And he's walk on. He's like a scary guy yeah. in The Godfather. Yeah. And in real life he was like, oh yeah, my knee hurts. The nicest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Showbiz is a weird thing, and I met a lot of nice people. But I cannot, I cannot think of a person in or out of the business that I met in my life who was nicer than he was. Oh yeah. And I was at the View, and we did that crazy thing with you. Oh yes, well, we did. I, I was Lincoln, <laughs> and he was Cloris Leachman for, for reasons I still don't quite understand. And and he took it so seriously. And didn't he call you that he fell down? He called me like six times. <laughs> We had when I, I was writing for the View in in uh, I, well, it was two thousand and two thousand and twelve, and Gilbert came on. We did this thing yeah. called Joy's Month in Review, and Gilbert came on as Lincoln, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was that was one part of the skit. And then we were going to have... Which makes it the first time out of two times that I've been Lincoln. That's correct. Then it was like a million ways to die in the West. I I contend we gave Seth the idea. But we did this bit where uh, we were going to get Cloris Leachman to come on and do a bit about Ed Asner. (laughs) And Cloris couldn't fly and there was a whole kind of problem. And I I said, "Ah, I didn't want to throw the bit away. And I just, I don't know where it came from. I, I said... What if we? What if Abe Vigoda comes in and he thinks he's Cloris Leachman? <laughs> we just called the producer Greg and I just called Abe and he was raring to go. It was like he was waiting for the call and he showed up and you remember we all ate we ate breakfast in the green oh, room yes. and he was just uh, how do you want me to do it? Do I do I you know you want me to sound like Cloris? Do you want me to be myself? Do I, when do I walk out? He was fantastic uh, and one of my biggest successes of all things. To be a success with, uh, his daughter invited me Carol. to his funeral. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say that. Yeah, you eulogized. And and she she asked me, and I I showed up, and I figured I would just sit there. And then she said, "I want you to go up and talk." And I thought, "Gee, I don't know if I want to talk. It seems weird." And I went up and started just joking, you talking him. about yeah, I roasted him. <laughs> Talked about how old so he was, really how the last, funny the looking, the last chance to roast him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and saying like pointy t- and saying this is the best he's ever looked and everything. <laughs> and what was great was, and it was the, what I always talk about with tragedy and comedy. It's like the, his loved ones are there. And they loved it. Yeah. They were yeah. just laughing and applauding. And yeah. it got in all the papers. Yeah. Yeah. It was in an English newspaper. I couldn't make it that so day. I was sorry. Tra- what do you say about tragedy and comedy? They're like two sides. Yeah. Of the yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's like, like the two go together. Did Jeff Ross time. roast him too? I know oh, Jeff yeah, was there with Jeff you. Jeff was there too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he also roasted him. Jeff and- would pull that line out every year at the roast. Yeah. It was always on the day. I was at the Friars Roast at the Hilton. 
And every year, Jeff would get up and say, boy, I'm just glad Abe Vigoda's not alive to see this. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> Abe on cue would get up out of his chair and angrily shake his fist. <laughs> every year. And, of course, great as fish. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he went to the Barney Miller, Hal Linden told us, he went to the Barney Miller episode uh, audition covered in sweat coming from a run oh, yeah. in, his, in, his, in his jogging shorts. A wonderful character. And, and and a lovely guy. I'm so blessed that and, I got to work with him. And Hal Linden said that uh, Abe Fagoda kicked his ass in handball. He was a great handball yeah. player. <laughs> yeah. And we've gotten to know uh, his uh, his niece, Ashley. Oh, who, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. a sweet girl. And uh, this show leads to a lot of strange things and opens a lot of doors. But it was an interesting year, and we lost a lot of people and some that we're sorry we didn't get. Uh and we learned that Gilbert was scamming people on Halloween. <laughs> so it was an educational episode. And by the way, I would just want to say to our listeners, too, if there's anybody we forgot, we apologize. Um, oh, George Irving, who was the heat miser. Oh, we wow. Lost, from Rankin Bass. Yes. We, we lost him. Uh, anybody else, any other actors or directors or writers or anybody well, we forgot. so many. We didn't them. have time to get to everybody. We're going to do musicians on a, on a separate mini episode. And, and I'm but sure. certainly let us know who we missed. We're going to get loads of angry tweets. I'm sure. From the people we've missed. I'm sure. I'm and sure. so we'll have to mention them on a future. At least they're listening. Yeah. So 2016, a rough year for, uh, for talent. Madonna tweeted, fuck you, 2016. Did she? Her. she did. Yeah. 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 I think on John Oliver, they took a plunger and blew it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of losses. And, um, you know, well, when you do a show like this, you, you, you kick yourself for the people that you missed out on. But we've had wonderful guests, and oh. we've got a lot of wonderful people booked. Absolutely. So, Maestro? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. He forgets that he I, hosts. Yeah. <laughs> Gilbert. <laughs> I'm Gilbert Gottfried. This has been Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, and uh, some asshole who I still don't know <laughs> what the hell he does here. But, but when he's gone, we'll be eulogizing yeah. him on this show. Yeah. Yeah. It, the more I but, do this show, the sooner that could be, actually. It, it'll, it'll be harder to find things to compliment him on. <laughs> thank you, Paul, for sitting in. And thank you, Frankie. Thank you, Dara. <laughs> oh, there it is. Perfect. Ah. I'm going to cry. And we have to take Gilbert out for ice cream now. <laughs> <laughs>